0: It's the Odd Drunk podcast. podcast, a very strange podcast, the drunkest show in the world. world It's Jackson and Colton talking out of their ass, we don't care as long as drinks are poor Sometimes we have our friends here, we will talk about anything Anything. We don't care as long as we happy and if you and let that
1: whiskey ring Odd drunk
0: podcast welcome back to the odd drunk podcast everybody with uh jackson and colton yes we are <laughs> here doing the podcast you may have heard the new show already depending
1: on scheduling uh, yeah yeah, or well I think not. I think this episode comes out before the new show, but we don't know oh, when you're okay. listening to the new show, though. So true. Maybe you've listened to how the many new episodes ones? have we done
0: <laughs> for you future listeners? <laughs> um, let us know how many episodes we've done and if we quit. But yeah, no. we do uh I, I guess since we're talking <laughs> about it, we uh
1: we do have a m-
0: new morning show now, and we're calling it morning oddities, right?
1: Yeah, and I think uh yeah. yeah we're We're working stuff out still I think uh as as this episode is getting released, which is Friday the twelfth right um the next Friday month, the
0: thirteenth
1: I know uh, uh Monday the fifteenth is when we're releasing this first episode of morning oddities, so um such a mundane date, Monday the fifteenth, yeah. But but that's the whole point of it. It couldn't have been yeah, like we, the 14th <laughs> like exactly halfway through the month or something cool like that. Right. So. You know. No, 15th. but yeah, we
0: have this new morning show and it's going to be 30 minutes more or less of just us talking, just hanging out, talking yep. maybe a little bit of news,
1: just maybe a, a little
0: bit of a short what form we've been more doing. casual
1: version of this of this show.
0: Yeah, exactly. And a a little cleaner. We're going to try to keep it clean. Uh, I don't know if we confirm that we're going to. It's going to be mostly sober. Well, yeah, we're going to be drinking coffee
1: and not beer and liquor. I mean, I imagine occasionally there might be some Baileys or something in the coffee, but uh, (laughs) uh, mostly 90% of the time, it'll be a sober show.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you'll get to see us in a different light. Yeah, and it's gonna be a morning show, so that's gonna be fun.
1: But um, just something I always wanted to do. Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while, and um, we're finally doing it. Now we may not
0: seem like morning people, considering the drinking we do. Um, you know, actually, geez.
1: flash: I actually love the morning. I, uh, I just have trouble getting out of bed. I, I like get the so morning cozy you... in my blanket and stuff. I don't want to get up. I like the morning if I get my eight hours of sleep. Yeah, I I don't want. Not... I just I just get so cozy in bed. I I, I struggle to get out of bed. I end up st- st- <laughs> watching YouTube videos on my phone until noon when it's my day off. But once I'm out of bed, if you force me out of bed, I love being up in the morning. It's nice. It's good. Good atmosphere. I love. I like the
0: morning. I don't know. After getting sober, something about that morning fresh air just kills me. <laughs> I don't know the exact quote, but that that, that that's from the Office, uh, Ryan. But um, but yeah, makes that's gonna be fun. You guys stay tuned. We're gonna put it in the link tree and everything when it's ready to go. Uh, by the time this is out, it'll probably be retroactively there or something yeah we'll do something it's Um, it's
1: its own it's its own podcast technically yeah uh so it's its its own it'll have its own page and everything but um uh you know still follow us on the on instagram and facebook and all that sort of stuff and you'll get up to date on it so yeah um and there's anyways there's our obligatory plug our little plug our little butt plug
0: but tonight, I am so excited for this episode. Uh, as you can see, uh, we are going to be talking about punk and thrash metal
1: yeah. edition
0: of album reviews. We punk we love a, metal,
1: whatever we want to call it. We love a good old album review. And and uh, we've been talking about this idea for a long time now, like months now. Yeah, because I'm the metal
0: guy. Colton's the punk guy, but we both uh, cross over. Uh, in many aspects and appreciate well i like all kinds of music i'm not just like one <laughs> way or the other but yeah i want to specify before we get into this because the original idea was punk and met just metal in general and um after you gave me the albums you're, you're going to be discussing tonight
1: I was like no that's not going to work it kind of evolved into a more um, it's got to be a more nuanced metal.
0: comparison here yeah
1: more specific uh, yeah
0: yeah uh so it's gotta be thrash metal because thrash metal owes a he- hell of a lot to um, hardcore punk and i know that might be heresy but it does and um yeah heretic it's <laughs> and it's the metal genre that you know takes those we're gonna get into it but yeah i'm i got some thrash metal albums i i thought about there was a lot of bands I thought about, a lot of albums I thought about. Um but I think I found some good ones. I think Colton found some great ones as well. Um, it wasn't it
1: wasn't difficult. So for me, just like um. <laughs> our
0: <laughs> right. For me it was cuz I was like where do I go with this uh because there's just so many uh um, I basically just thought great um, metal albums. Bands. I
1: basically just thought uh uh quintessential punk albums that um I want to choose ones that are more hard to uh compare to metal a little bit. Oh, nice t-shirt there. Um, <laughs> you yeah, yeah, the
2: yeah.
1: that t-shirt. If this we're recorded on, video, on Zoom a... today, if you haven't already <laughs> noticed from the audio uh quality. <laughs> I think it's fine. Oh, the audio quality is fine. But you can but definitely tell. You can There's tell a... when it's not live, <laughs> when it's Zoom. Yeah, when you're not in the
0: same room. But just like our um other album review episodes, um, we're going to go in chronological order, and it just so happens Colton's first two albums are going to go, and then my albums are going to go, my metal albums. So it just works out perfectly. It always does. Yeah. And, you know, we usually try to pick a new one, and an old one, but this time we just decided let's just pick some quintessential albums no matter the year. I almost picked two albums from the same year because it's just such a banger year. But oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't. I was very well, close. I, I picked t- my two albums are only a year apart from each other. <laughs> I almost I I jokingly thought I was
0: uh, picked two albums from the same band. <laughs> so I really could just funny. gush over that particular band the whole time and, uh, I think you can uh, figure out what that band is. But um, probably
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for this one. So Colton Wait, actually, no. Before we get into the albums, what are we drinking? Today? Okay,
1: yeah, um, I'll go first because I know you said you said you have something special. So yeah, it's really special. Actually, um, I uh, I didn't bother going to the store to buy anything for this episode. Um, but from what I had at home, I thought it would be really fun to here, go folks. the complete opposite way. punk and metal and to make a good old martini for this episode (laughs) (laughs) you know the which I've already finished drinking and now I'm just drinking straight gin (laughs) oh god but that's a drink that uh, the old
0: punks and metalheads would drink now (laughs) now that they're rich and they have their
1: fancy cars and wives and houses maybe 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 some of them would but probably a lot of them would probably still wouldn't I don't know it's not it it's not a very punk a drink it's a good Hen- drink henry I Rollins a- definitely won it or maybe he would
0: because he seems like he's a little classy you know uh <laughs> i'm drinking character for actor the first henry time
1: rollins yes don't punch me through the screen pretty <laughs> rollins
0: uh he we'll talk <laughs> about yeah. it he definitely yeah, has that punch that. you energy yes uh, <laughs> well look at him i mean <laughs> Back in his heyday, or even now, he would beat most people up. Um, (laughs) But I'm drinking, as you can see. Iron Maiden Brew Dog Hellcat. It's a cold IPA. Unfortunately, it wasn't in the fridge at the liquor store, but I was like, I have to get this. And apparently the dude said they just sold out of their Megadeth beer
1: Mm. not too
0: long ago, so I was upset about that because I've seen it before. Yeah. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure I've
1: seen the Megadeth
0: beer at, like, Kroger's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of um, all places.
1: BrewDog um, makes some really great stuff. The, the one you got, we sell at the liquor store that I work at. And uh, I've not tried it. But I've heard some really good things, though. What do you think well, of it? Well, it's Iron Maiden beer. So I have Oh, to. yeah, the Iron.
0: And yeah. I am not talking about Iron Maiden tonight, although I was extremely close. But when you told me, well, when you showed me your albums, I was like, yeah, that's... Uh,
1: I love some good Iron Maiden. We Uh, We can save that for another album episode.
0: Yeah, that's going to be for another one because one of my favorite metal or just one of my favorite albums of all time is Iron Maiden's Power Slave. Oh, Um, yeah. Very. I was very close, very close to that one. Um, But I went a different direction. And Colton, so tell our listeners the albums you selected
1: today, if they haven't read the description already. Yeah, so I thought to myself, when when you said, let's do the punk versus metal thing this time. I thought, well, we've covered some punk stuff on these album reviews before. We've covered the chats. We've covered uh, Lou Reed, if you count that as punk, kind of proto-punk. Uh, Proto. We covered, uh, what, was, what was the other one more recently we covered? Um, Bad Brains. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know... Uh, that's a good. That's a good little spread there of punk. But I gotta. I gotta choose something that's kind of. It's, kinda uh, it's works funny that with the the whole the whole episode theme with 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 some. I I don't want to just listen to two metal albums and then two like pop punk albums. That would be a weird like well session. i didn't
0: specify i mean you could have picked anything you yeah could, i mean uh but i'm really happy of what you uh, decided on well the the, the I first think one
1: um well i went with let me actually just pull this up so i can go by the the year here mm-hmm. um i don't want to do them out of order uh first one from uh september 2nd 1980 uh fresh fruit for rotting vegetables dead kennedy's was my first album. It's great. Freaking I, awesome. I, I love it, man. Album. Uh I mean, we'll
0: get into it. I, I don't want to ruin the format of this episode, but we'll get into it. And
1: then your second one was uh 1981, so December 5th, 1981. Um uh damaged by Black Flag. Also which, great stuff. Special place in my heart that album. And I mean, both
0: hardcore punk albums which undeniably influence the birth and creation of thrash metal. Um, yeah. And I think it's really good. This, this very focused narrow down era, just one year that you've picked essentially um, with uh, the dead Kennedys and black flag. Yeah. Because. uh this era in the late 70s early 80s you saw this you know big uh kind of
1: rise of the hardcore punk scene again yeah and you know in the in the uh, the 70s and the 80s there's the you kind of got a lot of that rise of you know punk coming out of that era but there's you know, a lot of the really well-known like kind of more commercially successful bands, not saying that Dead Kennedys and Black Flag have not been commercially successful but a lot of those uh, more commercially successful ones like The Clash and Sex Pistols The Ramones these bands were coming out in the, the 70s and also the into the early 80s as well mm-hmm. Um, but that's a totally different style of punk that Yeah, I kind of felt like wouldn't be a good comparison for this episode. I'm sure. Well, obviously,
0: those I mean, bands like the Sex Pillar, Pistols, the Stooges, Ramones. I think all those bands would have an influence, not directly on thrash metal, but more. I bet they were listening to it, Um, but with. The, with the bands and the, specifically the albums you picked are really great because there's a couple Dead Kennedy songs here and uh, Black Flag songs. I'm like, I could see exactly how you know the young metalheads would take this and run with it and do their own thing.
1: Yeah, um, and 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 I picked I picked these albums too because it's it's not uncommon. I mean, I don't have any quotes from Henry Rollins or from jell Baffa or anything like that to confirm this was going through their mind, but when you read about these albums and this whole punk scene not just these albums but i mean including bad brains which we covered in the last album review it's kind of the the same hardcore punk era um you see them re- you see people reference black sabbath and bands like that as people who influenced these bands in the first place also i think it's interesting
0: i guess i could have gone this way maybe i should have but We've already decided it's too late, but both of the <laughs> albums you picked are debut albums,
1: yeah. That was not on purpose, dead Kennedy's and um Black Flag. That wasn't on purpose. I picked Dead Kennedy's because I've just been listening to them a lot recently. And Man, this, fuck.
0: I, I mean, I'm like, it's I, I guess I, I, I could I have think done this
1: is Dead Kennedy's best album. Not that the other stuff they put out wasn't good as well. I, I just this is the classic and uh, damaged. Um, I mean. For me is a special album other other than maybe the Ramones self-titled. Damaged is probably the first punk rock that I was exposed to as a kid. Right. Um, TV party for a for a I love TV party for a for a kindergartner <laughs> is the most awesome song <laughs> in the world. Uh. Give me give me give me. I need some more. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that. We we uh, we should talk about uh, Dead Kennedys. First, well, though, that's damn. Chronologically first here.
0: Well, do you want me to talk about my albums real quick? Just introduce them or do you want to introduce your albums? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking I'm like, man, since you picked two debut albums, I could have done the same thing with Metallica, Kill Em All and uh, mm-hmm. Megadeth. Uh... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just had a brain fart. Killing is my business, and business is good. Oh, my God. I can't believe oh, I forget right, that right. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I could have done that. And since I mentioned Kill em All, everyone knows Metallica. They just came out the new album. They're the biggest thrash metal band, and that doesn't mean you have to like that or you have to like them um but they are and you cannot deny that the first thrash metal album you could yeah you could say oh motorhead diamond head some king diamond stuff you know had some thrash elements and you know priest and maiden
2: mm-hmm.
0: not really really the first thrash metal album is metallica's kill 'em all and that's because yeah. you had Dave Mustaine and James Hetfield in the same room together, even though you know we know how that went down—the uh, drinking, <laughs> the fighting—and well, man, what, I could get into I'll the say, whole story.
1: What I'll say uh, <laughs> is, I'm I'm glad you didn't pick Metallica because, um, as much I mean, I, I mean, I, I, mean, I could have. I do easily like Metallica, and um, of course, that's probably one of their best albums, but, um, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but I definitely have said this to you in person when we've been out at the bar and stuff like that. Um, I'm not crazy about Metallica.
0: I know you're I not. Think, and I think, I think that
1: I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have had anything to negative to say about that. Album, you but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had very much you, to say in the first place. Though. Yeah.
0: Well, if I was going to go Metallica, I was going to go Ride of Lightning. Oh, yeah. Fair Um, enough. (laughs) Now, yeah, you could, yeah, Master Puppets is probably their thrash magnum opus, but for me, uh, Ride the Lightning holds a special place Mm -hmm. in my heart. It's it's one of the earliest thrash metal albums I listened to front to back and over and over and over. Um, Call of Cthulhu is Metallica's best instrumental. I like Orion, but man, call of Cthulhu. And that's because Dave Mustaine wrote a lot. Oh, yeah.
1: Wrote uh, <laughs> I a mean, shit ton of their the just, first album and the second especially album. Especially those, the, the early stuff is like, I respect it. <laughs> um, And I do dig it. It's just that uh, if you had picked an album like that, my res- general response to the album would have been like, yeah, it was good. Then and also, and, and I, that's I, not I have interesting. to say this. <laughs> people are gonna
0: hate me, people are gonna hate me, the, the metalheads are gonna be so pissed off, but you have to give credit to Lars. <laughs> this is why. Money. His dad was rich. Lars was rich and they had the money to help Metallica record their first album. So you have to give credit to him because
1: he had the money and you know, what? as, as sure lame as that money, He's... as lame as that sounds, it's true though. That's money. It got thrash metal on the ground,
0: uh- <laughs> but also, uh, Lars is Lars, and you, you know all the
1: memes about him. You can't drum, but he
0: can, but he can't. Well, I remember uh, a while back, you and showed and I'll me just it, was, leave it. Right. it was just
1: a compilation of live <laughs> recordings of just Lars fucking ups. up, and it was great. <laughs> I was having a good time with that.
0: But, anyways, yeah, everyone knows Metallica. They are definitely important. They're part of the big four. You got Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer. Well, I picked two of the <laughs> big four, um, one for each album. And I guess chronologically, the first, well, the first one I picked isn't this one, but chronologically, you have 1987's, uh, March 16th, 1987,
1: Among the Living, Anthrax. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. I picked this one. I don't think I've ever sat down to listen to Anthrax other than just when it comes on the radio or when my coworker puts it on um, before this. So, well, we'll get into your opinions and thoughts. This was fun. This was a good time. Yeah. Well, that's a good sign. But I picked this one because Anthrax has
0: always been known for being more of the fun, more, they have a lot more kind of punk flavor and influence in their songwriting and their riffing, you know, with Scottie in on the rhythms. And uh, Joey Belladonna on this album has a very punk kind of attitude to his um, vocals. Mm-hmm. And like the way they do the choruses, all singing and yelling together, you know, and it's more rhythm focused in this album. I mean, there's solo stuff, but not every song has a solo. And some of the songs just, you know, utilize that nice, crunchy, dry uh, anthrax sound. Yeah, yeah. I have Scott Ian's signature flying V. Yeah. And I can get exactly <laughs> I can get exactly the sound from this album. That's awesome. Uh, the right that settings. so cool. And
1: that flying B is such a rad guitar. <laughs> like, I love seriously. it It's <laughs> One of my favorites.
0: It's just so easy to play. It's lightweight. It's, it's, and you wouldn't think so, but it's actually comfortable to play sitting down. You have to play it classical style. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the like, V. Play with kinda... proper posture and everything. <laughs> Rattles your... Yeah. It actually teaches you. <laughs> if you're a metalhead and you want to do learn proper posture on an electric guitar, get a flying V because it forces you to. Uh, <laughs> unless you're just standing all the time, then good for you. You like standing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this album just. I thought it was a good transition show, from hardcore punk to thrash metal because, and maybe you'll disagree with me, but I feel a lot of it has that punk flavor and attitude.
1: It does. And I do not disagree like, with you I am that. the law.
0: Um, we'll, we'll get into it. There's a
1: F- there's a song specifically I, I took notes on that. I'm like, this is practically a punk song. I My notes are specifically um, if Jackson played punk rock. I would have done that, um, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, well, I, 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 and I, I, I it's just—it's just a rad headbanging album. Sure. I, with, I do play punk well, rock, but it's see... hard for me. Well, well, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get into it's it. It's hard but... for me
0: to write a punk song that doesn't have
1: another layer to it, and it well, just yeah, yeah. yeah my trashy. my point in that was like, <laughs> if a metal guitarist sat down yeah. to write a punk song,
0: they yeah. would write this. The...
1: <laughs> yeah, and I,
0: we'll get into it. And then the next one, the final one I selected, which this one really does clash with the punk aspect of this episode, but I just had to. I've been dying to talk about this album ever since we started the album reviews and I think I've showed great restraint by not doing it already
1: mm-hmm. by not doing any metal <laughs> album already
0: uh because I've been trying to you know I'm surprised you haven't picked an album, people to, metal
1: album for a previous episode
0: well I get to do two on this one so make it up for it good. yep <laughs> yeah make it up for it but uh the final album I selected released September 24th, 1990. Megadeth, rest in peace. Now I was very close to picking so far. So good. So what, but the original production of that album is shite. And, um, I, I want to count the original album for this. Although I would have argued to, um, do the remaster, but, uh, and I was also close to doing P Sell Who's Peace Sells Who's Buying because it has a lot more kind of punk uh attitude, punk kind of style riffs and mm-hmm. lyrics, even like with um well, the title track, Peace Sells Who's Buying, um, you know, getting political. But this song also has that. It has that a lot of those kind of lyrics, and um But this album, in my opinion, it's definitely Megadeth's best album. And potentially no fuck it. It's the best thrash metal album. And <laughs> in, in my honest heart opinion, it just hits every single fucking thing well, that I would yeah, want out of a thrash I, metal album. I thought and, this
1: album was awesome. Um I'm glad I, I so I gotta say, I'm glad that you picked this album because Well, because
0: I wanted you to listen to it so, the whole well, thing.
1: I hadn't listened to this album all the way through, but I've listened to several of these songs before um, me as someone who's not traditionally a metal guy, really, honestly, my, my first time I ever sat down to actually listen to some metal and take it in was after I met you because you insisted that I did. And I don't even, I don't yeah. remember, what, remember that. What I that will was always either. insist. Um, but uh, <laughs> at work where I work, we uh yeah. we like to play one one of my couple of my coworkers just they love to put on metallica and um and motorhead they like motorhead a lot um you know, i love motorhead and there was Rest one day peace, there was one I saw them live where they where they were ways, like yeah. uh you know there was some some jack johnson or something like that played on the radio in the store and they're like someone go put on something cooler and uh for some reason because uh, maybe I was tired or something like that. I meant to put on Motorhead, but I searched and put on Megadeth instead. And I realized that, but I was like, fuck it. We're listening to Megadeth. Um, Megadeth and as, yes. and I was, as I was at work, stalking the shelves Day and Mustaine stuff, I was, like, God. I was like, this is rad. So we've been listening to a lot of <laughs> Megadeth at work. Um, well, let me instead. tell you the truth.
0: Let me Can I be honest with you guys? Yes. Colton and the listeners. Uh, for a long time, I've only the only Megadeth songs I've heard just like on the radio or just someone playing it. It's like Symphony of Destruction, uh, a le monde every once in a while. Um, freaking Peace Cells, I've heard that one. Uh, you know, uh, what's the other like big popular one? Trust, mm, yeah. um. You Know the, the real big hits, the radio friendly ones, uh, the one about uh, hello, me, meet the real me. Oh, that yeah. One. yeah, yeah, uh, sing bullets, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but, but that's pretty much all I heard of them, and I was like, oh, that's cool, they're cool. Um, I always respected Amos Mustaine. I wasn't one of those Metallica fans that would discredit him or whatever. In fact, I, I mean, like I said. Ride the Lightning. I like Master of Puppets, but for me, like Ride the Lightning and and Justice for All are like the two Metallica albums I listened to most and kind of grew up with. uh, And appreciated Mm -hmm. the rest of it. I was like, "Eh, I don't know, especially the Black Album and everything. I was like, "Eh, this is a little too samey and whatever. But let's not get into that. But (laughs) (laughs) when I first listened to this album, just. um. I think the only song I've heard prior to listening to this album from this album, maybe tornado souls. I, I don't know, but honestly, yeah. when I first listened to this album, this blind, I, I, yeah, like I said, I recognize a couple of songs, tornado souls, holy wars. But when I first listened to this album front to back, bag, I was like, holy shit, I've been missing out. I've, I've definitely heard a couple up. of
1: these songs at this point because I've been, you know, at work putting on the radio, uh, going on Spotify, put in the just the this is Megadeth Spotify mix, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all Megadeth stuff, and um, so it's not just the big hits. Um, and that's kind of what made me be like, these guys are actually pretty rad. But I, it's what I love about doing these episodes for the podcast is because um, there are certain bands that in certain albums and I've always thought that the best way to appreciate a band is to pick one of their good albums and listen to it from front to back. Mm-hmm. And this episode format um as much as I've been digging Megadeth, I probably wouldn't have at work put on this album from front to back. But I am very glad that you picked this album cuz it was rad. I mean We'll uh, get into it. Yeah. I mean, there's, but there's, there's a couple albums in the past that I, I you know, this reason I like these episodes, you know, um, uh, out of the blue ELO quite a, a few episodes ago, uh, you, you, you picked that album and I. Did we, I, did I? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> kind of, and I, I had I not, did not remember though. A, a good solid chance until I listened to that album front to back. And now I love ELO. Um And I, and I've passed this on to, uh, I, I want to share this with you, uh, Jackson. Um I've passed this on to Wait, when other. did we do Out of the Blue? I, I I'm I'm curious. Do remember? I think it's the same album uh episode that I picked Lou Reed for. Um oh, we did
0: it last year, last
1: April. Yeah, it was a Tumbleweed almost... Connection,
0: Out of the Blue, yeah, rum Jacks. And we Oh, that was when we had the bonus ones and we shit on the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, unlimited um, Love. But I I want to share this with you something that happened recently. I I got my so my mom has always kind of hated Rush. Okay, what are we doing here, man? I, I just want to really share this because I think this? you'll appreciate. I think you'll appreciate this. You really want to get me you, on a Rush rant? I, no, I I just think you'll appreciate this. She's always kind of hated Rush because she's never rest really peace, given. No, she's never rest in, never, peace. Rest in peace, God. Okay, yes. um, she's never really given him a chance, and she just always associated Rush with um, uh, sweaty, sweaty guys with long sweaty hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> and uh, about a month ago, I was talking to her about albums, and I and I said, you know what you should do is you should pick a Rush album, probably twenty one twelve, but you know there's a couple of good ones. That's the ner- and, one of the nerdier ones, though. And, I will and, say. Well, I I because she, she, you know, my mom has a decent taste in music. I would have told her moving. She pictures. appreciates good music, but she was. I I said, pick an album. I recommend this one but pick an album and just listen to it front to back. Yeah. And she called me about Which one did she do? Ago. I don't remember which one she did, but she called me about a week ago and said she said that um they were she and my dad were driving out um to uh downtown LA so they had a good like hour long drive and she said, right. "Hey, Colton said that we that should traffic. that I should try listening to Rush." And of course, my dad was like, well, Rush is freaking awesome. So, yes, you should. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and they picked an album and they listened to it front to back. And she called me and was like, you know what? Whoa. I knew like half of those songs already. And it was a really, really good album. I wonder what. You... Oh, that must. Hmm, That must have been. I don't think it was
0: 2112. Uh, no, because the half of that album is. That's not the radio overture. hits
1: one but um, it's, uh, <laughs> it was probably moving pictures. That's what but she, might guess. but she was yeah, like, you know what? You were right. And she, I've, I've convinced Light, her simply by having her, instead of listening to a, a playlist, having her listen to an album, an album. Front to back. Yeah. She now appreciates honestly, rush a little bit more than she did before.
0: Honestly, I've held a great restraint, not doing a rush album yet. We should do a rush album <laughs> of these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we should just do a rush, rush one, just a rush episode, four rush albums. Why not? <laughs> but anyways, we, we might let's go get a little bit this.
1: insane. Y- you might,
0: not me. Uh, but anyway, let's that's get because into you, you
1: are you already are a little bit insane. <laughs> well, yeah, we,
0: we it's special t- kind of crazy um, to do a podcast, and you know. That takes a special type, type of crazy. Podcasters yeah. are insane. We're we're nuts. Yeah. We're we're kind of maniacs. We're kind of... That's not a secret, though. That's... Narcissists. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but we try to be down to earth and cool for you guys. Anyways, <laughs> let's get into Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables, Dead Kennedys. Their debut yes. album. Yep. Why did you pick it? And let's talk about the songs that you liked and the ones I liked. I picked
1: liked. it because... I've been listening to a lot of Dead Kennedys recently um, because they're awesome. Fair enough.
2: <laughs> and yes. uh,
1: when I'm in the... Recently, recently the type of punk rock I've been in the mood for has been uh, fun, weird punk rock. Dead yeah, Kennedys and, fits perfect in that. Um, and it hits perfect. perfect. Yeah. Fun and weird. Um, <laughs> And, I mean, from front to back, this album has... When I think the quintessential Dead Kennedys songs they're all on this album their debut album every single one of Wait, them which I, I mean they've they had good albums after this and jello b Opera has gone on to do some cool artistic interesting stuff outside of dead kennedys but this is all the quintessential stuff in this album you just can't i mean i'll get into some of my favorites but it's what to the point it's to the point of like if if someone was like, I'm interested in listening to Dead Kennedys, I wouldn't recommend a playlist of the hits. I would recommend this because this is the playlist of the hits. Right. This whole album is. Yeah.
0: Man, I wish we were as ballsy as the whiskey reel and like would put musical inserts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not quite that ballsy because I don't want the algorithm
1: uh, maybe, maybe we can convince the depth to do a collaboration with us, and then they can put in some musical inserts on their podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but
0: we'll have the just listen to the albums. I, I don't think a thirty second little
1: snippet, anyways. Is I mean,
0: listen. Just listen to the albums. That's well, we got we got to
1: update our Spotify playlist yeah uh, I haven't which we done haven't done, done in i'm sorry a long time but we're bad about it but i'll work on that I'll work we'll on update that work but uh yeah no the point of this episode is of these episodes it's a few is, episodes behind is to get you to listen to the album not to listen to a 30 second clip
0: yeah
1: um, because
0: i i don't want to show you a clip and then you're like oh that's all i need listen to the album anyways so yeah dead kennedy's yeah, I mean, I can go on what I think are some of my favorite songs, but I think you should start it out since uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start us out. I mean, uh what's our lineup here? Is this the so this is the original Dead Kennedys lineup?
1: I would assume unless they had yeah some yeah. So it's uh, you know Jella Biafra the lead singer. Um, I think uh so. It's it's the only Dead Kennedys Dead Kennedys studio album to feature um, uh, Bruce uh Slesinger on drums. And Carlos Cadona, the original guitarist. Um, but uh so it's the original lineup, but I this is a situation where I, I I don't think the lineup is too important. Um normally I would say it is, but I'm not sure it really is in this case. Uh, because right. most of the lyrics were Biafra and a couple other guys, but not not the guitarist and the drummer who only appear on this album um okay but uh off the top of my head though just uh i i took less notes on these albums than i did on the on your albums yeah, you know
0: well i'm um, looking at the wikipedia page and one of my albums is also in the same book but it says this mm-hmm. album was included in the book a thousand and one albums you must hear before you die so if uh, you're not yeah. gonna listen to us listen to that book and whoever read
1: it, uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's ranked uh, 365 Robert in the 500 greatest albums of all time from Rolling Stone. Uh, and it definitely that, deserves not that. that um, not that I always agree with Rolling Stone magazine, give but a shit about... I, I agree with this case situation. Well, and just
0: like uh, when people get so hung up on about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and who they induct and, mm-hmm. oh, why are you inducting? rappers and like Dolly Parton shit, not real rock. It's like, who gives a shit? I, I don't care about the rock and roll hall of fame. And if you don't think Dolly I, Parton I really doesn't don't. deserve
1: to be in every single hall of fame, whether it's music or not, then but she it. does anyway. It, Dolly Parton deserves to
0: be in every hall of fame, even not musical ones. Baseball she, hall of fame. Put in
1: Dolly, Parton. <laughs> yeah.
0: Dolly Parton. No, I'm not, no, I'm not why one of not? those guys bitching about it, but there's a lot of guys that bitch about it. And, oh, why isn't Soundgarden? Cause an Iron Maiden and Soundgarden were in the runnings again. I don't care. I don't need them to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for me to think they're some of the best rock bands. Yeah, like, I, of course they cares? should be
1: in the Hall of Fame, but you know they what? should Fuck be. It. But why who not? Cares. Like, yeah. Anyways, I mean, them not sorry, being in that's the Hall a side of Fame tangent. doesn't make them dis, doesn't make me dislike them or not respect exactly. them. exactly. Yeah, I hate um, I hate people that act that way.
0: Anyways, so this uh, album, yeah, uh, there was a lot in this because there was a lot in this album where I'm like. And I've always kind of recognized this with Dead Kennedy's. And in fact, Dave Mustaine even covered Police Truck Mm -hmm. on the Sick Dying Dead, Megadeth's new album. Uh, A lot of their riffing and their guitar work in this album in particular, I'm like, holy shit. That's like, if you just added more distortion and played it faster, that would be thrash metal. Here's the Uh, thing I've noticed
1: listening to all four of these albums is that in general, punk rock uses a lot more just like straight major scales. But
0: this than Kennedy's metal this, this does. Dead Kennedy's album but has Dead a lot Kennedy's of doesn't.
2: Notes.
0: Yeah. They, it doesn't. They a lot of minors. And mm-hmm. there's a particular song on here. Uh let me see. Um Drug Me. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's a quick just under two minutes, minute, minute, 57 seconds. But the whole song just gets straight into it. It's fast. It's frenetic. The riffing, a lot of the, actually all the riffing in this song. I'm like, Oh my God, if you could take that. Just add some distortion, play it a little faster. And it would be like a thrash riff, like seriously. And mm-hmm. also yeah. another one, uh, well, I think it has less of the kind of thrash riffing. I think the way it's structured, um, it's structured like a metal song, in my opinion. Holiday in Cambodia, obviously, one of their oh, biggest yeah. hits, are their biggest hit, probably, maybe besides Police Truck. I think, it, yeah, um, maybe besides Police Truck, yeah. It was on Guitar Hero, one of them, on one of the Guitar Heroes. <laughs> that, that's the first time I heard Dick Kennedy's, actually, on Guitar Hero. Nice. But, um <laughs> There's a lot of thrashiness here, and um, and it makes perfect sense because you know, Metallica's Kill em All came out in '83, I mean, shortly after these albums. And um, there's just a now we discussed this previously before recording that it's not like oh, hardcore punk became thrash metal, no, hardcore punk went and did different things within punk. Punk Mm -hmm. went and did plenty of different things. You know, you ended up getting bands like Bad Religion, which I love. Bad Religion. I probably these are just all—they're
1: all all bands um, that were existing in the same time period and were pulling from each other's influences. Exactly, and And it's just—and it's—it's not a case of thrash metal came from punk or something like that. It's more like it was. You can see that they were—they were were listening. They were existing in the same sphere of influence. Exactly, and you can see that in there, and I, I think the
0: big connection point is the anger, energy, and delivery of these songs—the speed, the just the raw kinetic energy you get in these. And um, oh yeah, it's like you don't just lay in bed listening to the Dead Kennedys. I mean, I guess you could. I mean, like I or have. like Black Flag. Black Flag makes me want to punch people.
1: yeah yeah pretty much you know
0: you get that energy what kennedy's does
1: really well and you see this in um i mean hill the poor um later on oh that i think that's the best song on the on the album
0: Um, maybe i mean just for yeah it's really good um i like stealing people's mail uh Yeah, Kill the Poor is good. Let's let. Uh, I Kill Children,
1: really... Funland at the Beach. <laughs> Funland at the Beach, is that the one that um has the break in the middle of it that's like a carnival? I think so. Uh, and one of them has a... And, and what I get from Death and um, why I appreciate them so much is they're hardcore and they're angry. And you have songs like Kill the Poor where it's like there is a distinct message here but then there's you a get Green songs Day like song. Funland at the Beach where it's just like, this is silly? Almost. So there's a Green
0: Day song that legit has almost the same intro as one of these dead can I think it... Which one is it? It's hmm. the one that starts with the drums and then it goes, Stranded up inside myself. Oh. I think it's on um fucking nimrod maybe but uh there's a green a song because when i was listening to this dead kidneys album when i heard this intro the drums the bass even just the first f- yeah, few moments of the song um and it's california uber alleys i'm like oh my god you can definitely tell that uh green Day just took that and ran with it and oh, did yeah. their own thing yeah. but like it and nothing wrong it's with that, a though. tribute
1: yeah, no, nothing, nothing wrong with it, that it. it. it's a pain tribute person to get angry with someone well or when you one know of Dad kennedy's riffs you know jazz musicians
0: they would you know do i forget what the term was but where they would play a little kind of reference to an older song or you know something that inspired them maybe they would play it in their solo or it would be legit part of the melody but then mm-hmm. they would take like the first few notes of a classic and they make it their own thing, but it's recognizable. It kind of gives you that nostalgia, but, um, this is just a great album. If you've never listened to dead Kennedy's before, just like what Colton said, don't go to, Oh, Spotify's dead Kennedy's playlist or whatever the fuck.
1: Well, cause half, half of album. that playlist is going to be this album. <laughs> yeah. So that's, just that's listen to this album. It's, Anyways, like, um, yeah, they 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 did like I said, they did other good stuff. There's other songs that are big that were hits like Police Truck and stuff like that that are not on this album, but this album has I think all the quintessential It's just Dead Kennedys, being Dead Kennedys. Yep. And uh, I I I love this album. Um Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables. Um I can never get enough of some good old... Now, good was old this... Dead I have a question.
0: Was this your first selection?
1: Yeah, it was. For this episode? Yeah, I I did. Nice. I, I, when uh, you texted me and said, we're doing... Let's do this uh, metal punk album review. I immediately said, Dead Kennedys. Because <laughs> it, it was on my mind already. Love the intro on Viva Las Vegas, too. Oh, I love their cover of Viva Las Vegas. It's so frenatic and, um, like stupid, <laughs> like like it. It has the energy and I, of man. It, it has that, that energy intro. of just like a bunch of guys in a garage singing some Elvis, but they're all on drugs. But if you play
0: play a snippet of Drug Me, I, I have it on hand. You won't hear it, but. The riffing, everything, just the speed. I'm like, I can hear this in Megadeth. I can hear the influence. Yeah, um, really good stuff. Uh, but you want to move on to Black Flag now, or you want to? Yeah, yeah. Do you have more to
1: say about Dead Kennedy. Let's move on to Black Flag. Uh, damaged. Black Flag. That's a uh, sep- uh, December fifth, nineteen eighty-one. So a year also and a half debut after uh, the Dead Kennedys. Um, this is my favorite of the two, personally. See, for me, Um, I lean more towards the Dead Kennedys. I think the Dead Kennedys has more in common with the other albums on this list. But Black Flag has this drunk, frenetic energy that (laughs) nothing else has. Well, it's Um, Henry Rollins. And a lot of punk bands have tried to replicate that energy, but I, I think it often feels very dis uh, disgenuous. Yeah, and just forced. And forced. Uh, this one feels very genuine. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, this um, has punch you energy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I absolutely adore this album. It's so good. Like, Henry Rollins is just going to show up out of nowhere and beat you up.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're going to like it. <laughs> um no, I um I will say I would find myself listening to the Dead Kennedys album a little bit more, but there's a there's songs on here that are big standouts for me. And um but you you talk about them first.
1: Yeah. Um probably my favorite song on the album is Gimme Gimme Gimme. Because it's just like a drum beat. Oh, that's news! With um, Henry Rollins just screaming at you, <laughs> <laughs> Give and, me. and something Give about me some it more. just just really spells Give just me. like a thirty rack of PBR, <laughs> and um, and it's it it really reminds me a lot of. The the general energy. I mean, you remember when when you and me and Caleb and uh, we all lived in the same house together and we would have those really late night jam sessions where someone would hop on the drum set and we'd just be really drunk. drunk. And that's it's the exactly entire that. energy of this album. <laughs> yeah. And I think it specifically comes to a head in that song. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How <laughs> about TV Party, though? TV Party was has a special place in my heart because when I was a little, little tiny kid, little kindergartner preschooler or something like that, uh, one of my earliest memories of any song, you know, you know, you have songs that, uh, as you, when you're growing up, you get excited when you're, when your dad or your mom puts, puts that song on the, in on the stereo in the car when you're driving. Yeah. Um, and that's my earliest memory of a song of getting excited over a song when my dad would put in a CD was TV party. Uh, because I mean,
0: TV party tonight. It's just, a Yeah, that, just that bass intro. You it's know. just awesome. Um, it's just
1: imagine a, a freaking kindergarten
0: being like, yeah, TV party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Before we go on, I, I must say. Really like this beer. Great. Oh, yeah. idea. It's a cold IPA,
1: whatever that means. I wish it was colder. Uh, I don't know everything episode. about it. What it what it generally means is, is, is that it's brewed at a colder temperature as beer is typically brewed.
0: But I forgot to mention the little description on the beer. Oh, and yeah. It's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. So Iron Maiden and Brewdog unite to launch Hellcat, a feisty cold IPA. Hellcat rages with a citrus forward flavor. Yeah, I would say it's citrus forward. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and
0: an aggressive, <laughs> we gonna finish that one. We're just gonna stop it
1: if, if you know, you know, <laughs> and
0: ag- if you know, yeah, uh, an aggressive multi backbone. The result is a complex yet balanced, refreshing golden beer brewed in the US of A. Hellcat joins global trooper family of beers crafted by maiden vocalist and beer aficionado Bruce Dickinson. Who, by the way, Bruce Dickinson, uh, during their Flight Six 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 tour, flew their plane on the tour because he's a pilot and he can do that.
1: Oh, that's right. He would fly their
0: plane, land, and then they would pack up, get ready, and then play. That's cool. (laughs) Pretty rad. Super cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love Iron Maiden. I I was really close to picking one. I like I said, but um, uh, for another time. But anyways, back to Black Flag. The ones Mm -hmm. that really stood out to me. Um, and not yeah. because of oh they sounded thrashy or whatever, um, they just stood out to me. Um, Rise above opening track.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a
0: really solid it's, opening track. It's just a great introduction to what the rest of this album is going to be. Yeah, and I love that that intro guitar and bass riff. It's kind of a Dead Kennedys type thing too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that first riff. And then also Six Pack, that's a classic. Yep, yep. Uh, it starts out with that kind of gainy bass, and then it does the bass drum. It's just such a great intro. Yeah. Maybe the best intro of this album.
1: I might agree I with you. Know. Maybe, but I, I would, mean, I would I also say... love the say... intro to Gimme 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 because it's just the raw... <laughs> Drums with when Henry it, Rollins yelling at you. Well, it
0: does. It does the break in this. Or there's one of these songs where there's just a break with Henry Rollins yelling at you with drums, and it yeah. might be "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme." I think he
1: does have a break um,
0: in there too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the one, the song I think that maybe even has a better intro that really caught me kind of off guard because it sounds doomy. It does kind of have metal influence kind of black sabbathy you know um no yeah. more mm, um, yeah 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 just it, it is such a simple intro just that bass note but the way it's spaced out and this album but i think that's what this album excels at is the atmosphere it yeah. sounds like it was recorded in a garage <laughs> Which is n- not a bad thing, but it, it has. Yeah.
1: um No, yeah, yeah, and and you mentioned no more because it's. I, I like that. Like you're in the
0: room with them. I, I don't know. It's
1: just that really felt like that one. For example, felt like what what I like about this album is, and no more is a good example of this. Of they kind of under like yeah, it's drunk freneticness, but it's also like they understand when to give some space and yeah that type of thing like it they it's a well-crafted album as well like oh and we
0: forgot to do this and we need to do this more on our album reviews the cover art uh so let's go back to um dead kennedy's is there anything so the cover art of that one is a burning car and like it's black and white
1: yeah, yeah. So there's uh, a there is a a story about them. Police cars. Can, um, oh, I have I it. So
0: this is according to Wikipedia. Uh so the photo on the front cover showing several police cars on fire was taken during the white night riots of May twenty first, nineteen seventy nine. Mm-hmm. It resulted in a light sentence given to former San Francisco City Supervisor Dan White for the murder. Mayor G- George Moscone and Supervisor Harvey Milk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was Harvey Milk. Wait, Jello Biafra ran for mayor? In San Francisco? No. So, I mean, are you familiar with Harvey Milk? He was um, an outspoken for, like, gay rights.
1: Yeah, and he ran for mayor and he was assassinated yeah there was was, what was that so so is the first openly gay man to um uh be elected to public office in california um and it was a big deal because yeah he was he was assassinated it's yeah yeah um so that's what that album cover is referencing which is kind of one of those like if you didn't Know about it ahead of time, you probably wouldn't even notice it. Like if you like, you wouldn't even think of it. Yeah. Um. With a uh, damaged, uh, here's here's a snippet about the cover art. The cover art taken by photographer Ed Culver. Mm, this one's a little more fun. Features Henry Rollins putting his fist through a mirror. The effect yeah, was made by you. cracking the mirror with a hammer. While the blood on Rollins' fist was a mis- was a mixture of red ink and coffee. That's um, what they want you to think. Yeah.
0: I think he really punched it. <laughs> it's a good
1: it's a, I think it's a better album cover as far as design goes. But Dead Kennedys, obviously they have there's actual like meaning behind their album cover, yeah.
0: which but yeah, on, on a lighter note. Henry Rollins punching a mirror. I mean, that's just peak. That's pure Henry Rollins.
1: Yeah, we we hinted at before and we were talking about this at the bar the other day. Apparently, Henry Rollins, from what we hear, is a very nice guy.
0: Oh, everything I've seen, every interview with him. Watch his Joe Rogan interview. I mean, yeah. Just such a well spoken, educated he's a, And very, um, very
1: well educated, very, very nice. He's done TED guy, Talks, very and... respectful. But also, he still, despite all of that, gives off uh, he's gonna punch you vibes. Well, back in the day, he was definitely the buffest, <laughs> toughest punk
0: out of any punk band. yo
1: yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, he, it's, it's, it's he's he's almost... not one of those
0: punks that you know that he's not just one of those punks that would punch you.
1: He's one of those punks that would beat you up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Or at least uh, looks like it. The guy you gotta watch <laughs> out for in the in the circle pit.
0: Um but no, exactly he's
1: apparently a really nice, well spoken guy. Uh but um it's and it it is very weird sometimes because he's had a um a a good career outside of music as well as like a TV host and a voice actor and stuff. So like he's yes. host he's hosted a few game shows, um and I'm, really? I'm I'm pulling up I'm pulling up the IMDb page because
0: I know he was in Portlandia in a few episodes. There was an episode where and Chris Novoselic was in it too, where um Fred Armisen is an old punk and he gets his friends back together to record mm, a new punk yeah. album, and they're just laid back dads now. Yeah, and (laughs) they don't really have the uh, their dads, and Fred Armisen's the one that's trying to recapture their youth, and he's like, you know, we got to punch things, we got to get angry, and Henry Rollins was like, hey, do you guys want me to go to Starbucks real quick, and like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just yeah it's pretty good stuff oh <laughs> I, um, I think i remember I just, that. Uh...
1: but like but like for example you know recently i was watching uh with my girlfriend the uh, avatar legend of Korra, and in season three there's the main villain uh Zaheer, and and we we're watching it and you know i do the thing where because i can't help myself uh if a voice sounds vaguely familiar i look it up and i was like yeah, i wonder who plays that character and it was henry rollins nice and i and i um, I, I i remember us sitting there on the couch and we're watching it and i'm on my phone and i go holy shit it's henry rollins <laughs> so according
0: to wikipedia Kurt Cobain listed it in his top 50 albums of all time which nirvana was basically nice. just a punk band um over the years since the album's original release, it was recognized as a punk rock classic, of course, and mo- most influential punk rock records made. And it is also on the book of a thousand one albums you must hear before you die. Nice. Um yeah. So we're we're doing pretty good with this one. Yeah, um, Henry
1: Rollins uh, shows he's appeared he in. No? He's appeared in Teen when Titans. He's appeared in. Really. Um, Batman. Beyond. Who was he in Teen Titans? He played Johnny Rancid in two episodes. <laughs> uh, he was in Batman oh, Beyond we'll the... for three episodes. Uh,
0: okay, I've been watching Batman Beyond. I'll, yeah. I'll see if I
1: he plays him. Mad Stan, is the character's name. Um,
0: that's oh he's the guy that like hallucinates you or whatever gives you hallucinations i think yeah
1: yeah i think so um so he was in that uh american dad California uh sons of anarchy batman the brave and the bold green really Lancer, that's Emerald crazy Nights. he's been in some dc stuff like voice so advocate. he's a nerd yeah, apparently, <laughs> that's uh, good stuff. But back to the actual album.
0: Yeah, TV party. Uh, no adventure more... time.
1: <laughs> no way. Yeah, uh, Bob Raincorn <laughs> is it the character's name. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he he's he's just one of those. Uh, I he pops up here and there in like animated stuff Yeah, where, where I'm just like, that guy sounds familiar. Who is that? And I look it up and it's Henry Rollins. And I'm like, Oh, holy shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, also I, we forgot to mention. So uh, dick Kennedy's album runs for 33 minutes and three seconds. Damage Black Flag, thirty four minutes fifty eight seconds, which I think is the perfect runtime for any punk album. Pretty much, yeah, you know, about thirty minutes
1: more or less. Yeah. A um, lot of fast songs, very quick songs. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but I, I think we i should. Feel uh, like I'm,
0: well, let me say something. Yeah, I feel like I'm being ripped off if I pay twenty bucks or however much it is now. if you know if you get a record for an album that's less than 30 minutes at that point. I'm like, that's
1: just, uh, yeah. EP. It like depends, that's just, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, unless I they're think... going to charge less. Oh
0: yeah. Because I think there's plenty of short albums, like the chats, like all their albums, whether like 25 minutes or whatever, something like that. Yeah. Maybe 30 minutes, but you know, there's plenty of good, but I want $40
1: maybe. on a vinyl for it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You know, like get out of here. I'd buy a CD. I, I want at least half an hour of content. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But as
1: you were saying, what were you saying? Uh, I was saying we should move Uh on to your albums, but let's take a quick uh, minute break here. Okay. I got to use the restroom. Fair Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: and then i'm going to email john okay all right have fun be safe um love you miss you bye mm-hmm. Sorry, listen, caught listening. Cotton Mosh. Nice. We ready to go? Yes.
1: Okay. Where were we? Uh, so, yeah, we're gonna well, moving get moving on moving on into uh, the metal thrash. Yes,
0: thrash metal, Colton. Thrash metal because you know, don't get me started on the new wave of British heavy metal. You know, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Diamond Head. That that's the whole thing. It's its own thing. But oh, no, yeah. we're talking about thrash metal. And so the first, I I, I, I introduced it earlier, Anthrax Among the Living, yeah. released March 16th, 1987. So we're we're going far ahead into the late 80, later 80s. And um, a special note about this album, it's dedicated to Cliff Burton, who passed away oh. in 86. Oh, cool. I Only that, yeah. 25 years old, by the way. So, Ooh. wow, or was he even younger than that? He was either 24 or 25, but yeah, rest in peace, Cliff Burton. I could go on and on about him. Yeah, he was. If he would have lived, if he would have 24
1: survived, years but... old,
0: yeah, 24, younger than us. Wow, uh, he. Yeah. Had no like classical training, but this guy was just a fucking prodigy on bass, a virtuoso. So he reinvented how you play the bass. Oh yeah. And like shredding on bass.
1: Didn't and even get to he... be in the 27 club, like younger M- than that, even Metallica would have i
0: know, yeah. But um, yeah, so this album is dedicated to Cliff Burton. Um because anthrax was on tour with metallica when he died when when the bus accident happened in um, sweden and this album well there's not any lyrics that directly uh kind of you know reference that it's one of their angrier albums yeah and that anger comes from losing their friend at such a young age and so this is honestly what i think is and for, and now let me uh, make something clear. I I love Anthrax. I I listen to Anthrax, but I'm not like extremely knowledgeable on everything Anthrax. Yeah, yeah. But I think this is their best lineup. <laughs> so <laughs> please don't. Um, I think most people would agree. I think most people would. Um, Scotty and. Joey Belladonna. Uh, just good stuff, good stuff. So here uh, here
1: here's I'm just throwing this out here. I just had to do the math because I was curious. Um, Kurt Cobain was 24 when they started recording Nevermind.
2: Yeah.
1: So meaning Cliff Cliff Burton died that early into his own yeah. career. Like imagine and already if, imagine if Kurt <laughs> Cobain had died halfway through recording. Never mind. That's how young well, Cliff Burton was. Cliff Burton he...
0: already, already helped make Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning,
1: and Master Puppet so
0: great with Orion with a uh, uh, freaking, for whom the bell tolls that bass intro. That's all him. Yeah. And uh pull an- anesthesia, pulling teeth. You know the that whole bass instrumental on kill them all. M- one of the best songs on that whole album. Um, but yeah, so the, yeah, they wrote it in tribute to Cliff Burton. And before I get into it,
1: since you've never really listened to Anthrax before, what do you think of this album? It was cool. I liked it. I mean, uh, I listened to it. I think three times before recording this episode Uh, two times properly, but the first time, because uh, I I was playing some video games and I kind of zoned out and wasn't paying attention, but it was really great background music for some video games. Um, I think, uh, I mean, yesterday we met at the bar and you, you were telling me that this is the more punk of the two. And I definitely see that. Um, It was, I mean, first thing I noticed, and you notice in the first track, "Among the Living," that they utilize the vocal harmonies and like them all singing along together a lot more than I've noticed in some other thrash metal. Um, and that's, no, that's, a, that's that's something uh, I'm more used to hearing in punk bands. That's uh, no, and they don't uh, do Amprax. it. they don't do it in the same way. Like I wouldn't say that this is them like being like a punk band, but I it's just I'm used to hearing that in stuff like Black Flag. Well
0: anthrax, they're kind of known for like their choruses, they all you know shout and sing together and like you know that gives it a lot of power. Um but uh I think the way that Joey Belladonna sings this one Mm-hmm. has a very punk attitude to it um and also the riffing i mean scotty and oh yeah he's not known for lead but man he damn he's one of the best thrash rhythm guitar players i mean uh, the riffing is so important to this album and it's not everything's super fast i mean it gets fast but like um caught in the mosh yeah it has caught in the mosh very punk in um, uh structure and attitude and style
1: uh i am the law yeah caught in the mosh was like uh i saw the um the title of the song when it started playing and uh because i had this on my tv playing through the tv speakers and i was like caught in the mosh okay And then, as soon as like 30 seconds of song, I'm like, yeah, I could totally imagine being in a mosh pit to this. (laughs) Like, exactly. Uh, That's an accurate title for the song.
0: (laughs) And also, so this the lineup is Joey Belladonna lead vocals, Dan Spitz lead guitar, did acoustic guitar on ADI. Uh, Scott Ian, of course, who's been with the band maybe the longest. Mm -hmm. Like, he's out of all the lineups, Scott Ian's always there um yeah. frank bellow and charlie benante i don't know if i pronounced i also right i also uh, gotta say drums.
1: um caught in the mosh is the song that i my, on my notes i wrote um if jackson wrote a punk song <laughs> that it's I, hey i definitely dig those it, it really did come off to me as like this is a punk song written by metal musicians <laughs> Right. Like that's how it came so, off to me. And I dug it. I think it's my favorite song on the album to be totally so, honest. So uh,
0: the structure of the tracks is conventional and sometimes inspired by other rock songs, such as ACDC's whole lot of Rosie for cotton mosh. Nice. I have to listen to a whole lot of Rosie again, but this, this whole album. And I, I talked to you a little bit. So like all the rhythm parts, the chugging, the palm muting has this just very crunchy, dry tone. And mm-hmm. when like Scott Ian's doing like when he's playing chord power chords and stuff, it still has that, but you can, you hear the chords, you hear the power chords and you n- know what's happening. But when he starts just chugging on the E or whatever. Yeah. After a little while it, you lose the note, but what you gain is this percussive kind of rhythmic aspect of the guitar uh, that I think, and you kind of get these ghost notes. Like it's yeah, he's chugging on an E, but just because of the tone of the guitar and the distortion he's using, mm-hmm. just has a very. Maybe it's just me, but it, it it has a just this quality to it that I'm like it just kind of becomes its own sound its own thing i i didn't pay as much um,
1: attention to the the tone of the guitar but i i see what you mean though i think you're you're right there um i want to i want to point out so um what are some of your favorite songs on this album so uh, i mean uh, the ones i took note of among the living i thought was an excellent way to start the album just like how black flags oh, yes. starts the album r- setting the tone for the whole thing um, this this does the same thing. It sets the tone right away. Caught in the Mosh is my favorite song, I think, in the album. It's the most punk-sounding one. Um NFL, which I'm not gonna try to pronounce the full title of that song. Um, <laughs> Evil Nico Fisson. <laughs> yeah. I I this is my exact note that I wrote. Just a good old headbanging song. Oh, pretty much all these. are, um, And, um, and, I, and I, I think the several songs that follow immediately after that one are just like, I was digging it because I'm just like, this is something that I'm like, I, if I was out on a walk or a run or a bike ride and this came on, I'm like, it would get me in a rhythm. I was just digging it. I didn't have a lot of like critical things to say about those. Um, and then I thought imitation of life. I thought so it was had some a really, really interesting riffing on it. Um, definitely is is um, is, is that me, the one that had um there were some moments where the uh the singer would sing a line and then the guitar would play a riff and then the singer would sing a line and the guitar would play a riff. was that that song? I remember that happening I'm at some point in the album. Pretty sure. I would have I'm, to I think it's that I'd listen song. to it again, but um, um I th- but I thought that was cool. I thought I'm like this is it came off to me as creative and not just generic thrash metal, you know, like Panther. Okay.
0: So like the they're big putting four, thoughts. They're putting so thought into the, big four, the composition. Meta- okay. with the big four Metallica's the popular kid, popular kids. Yeah. Okay. Megadeth. They're the cool virtuosos that everyone in the music class looks up to. Um, Slayers, just the really angry ones that hate everybody. <laughs> Anthrax is the class clown. Always joking around, <laughs> goofing off. Yeah. And you don't just get that with their lyrics. And, you know, they they often have like funny I, I, lyrics. I, I, I got to say, with the I mean, riff, even though the we riffing, have. With Anthrax, the riffs, the riffing is just so fun.
1: I, I I do have to say
0: <laughs> I always get a smile on my face when I listen to Anthrax.
1: W- without going into detail about the next album, because we'll we'll get there. Um, maybe I I liked the next album a little bit more, but this one felt more. It did feel more fun,
0: fun, and it like like I said, I picked it because it has a lot of punk uh, sound, a lot of punk flavor to it, um, and yeah it's just a fun album uh for me all the songs you mentioned i love um but you failed to mention indians
1: which is just a classic thrash metal song that one didn't stand out to me as much like i remember listening maybe to because it, but... it's
0: a little bit more on the just pure metal side of things
1: Maybe. But for yeah. me, it's
0: just a killer. I, I mean, I liked I, I it. Loved, I thought it was good. I love I
1: just playing along to it. I love it didn't know, stand out to me in a in a way that made me want to like write something down in my notes about it.
0: But that drum intro and then when the with the oh, guitars yeah. coming in, the dueling harmonies
1: and and um if anyone I love could a sing good about, dueling
0: harmonies. Yeah. If anyone could <laughs> sing about, you know, Native Americans and call the song Indians. It's Jelly Belladonna cause he's a Iroquois anyways, so he can fucking do it. Um, Damn. love that song.
1: I am the law.
0: Classic.
2: Yeah.
1: Sick. Yeah. I like that one quite a lot. And it's just,
0: man, it's just, I think, I think it's peak anthrax. Um, some people would say their debut album, but, um, are spreading the disease. I was close to picking spreading the disease, but this one, I think it's just a good mix. I think the album just progressively, as you listen, it starts out more just riff heavy, not a lot of solos, not a lot of like complicated, necessarily complicated riffing, but just fun riffing. Yeah, heavy. And then as the album goes on, and then by the time you get the Indians, you're like, yeah, this is a thrash metal album. If it's complex stuff and uh, solos and everything. But I think the song that takes the cake for me, not because it has good punk aspects, but just, just for being a good thrash song, ADI slash the horror of it all. And that's the oh, song yeah. that they wrote in direct inspiration for uh, Cliff Burton's death. And mm. just that acoustic. And this is the first song in the whole album where it takes a break and you get this acoustic, this cool, acoustic, spooky um, yeah. intro.
1: And I love a cool, the, spooky, spooky, acoustic it's just intro on a, a metal song. <laughs> just such a
0: classic so. uh, thrash song. And funny enough. So this album. Essentially, is what critics took and ran with and said, yeah. Anthrax is definitely deserves or you know acclaim and deserves to be in the big four
1: with yeah. this
0: album. And I um,
1: and I gotta say I I I really like the album cover, the album art.
0: Oh yeah, speaking of which, so um
1: I it's just cool. I don't so know. So the cover art is by what, um what, illustrator like a, and painter. It's got like like Quaker looking thing
0: in there. Yeah, like priest. Yeah. Um uh, cover artist by illustrator and painter Don Brategam, who cover artists since the early seventies worked on Among the Livings and Master of Puppets, which nice is one of the most iconic album covers of all time. Uh the it painting is, of Among yeah. the Living was subject to discussion because it was long to believe to depict a character of Reverend Henry Kane, the antagonist from the film pa- Poltergeist to the Other Side. Uh, I seen that huh. film. I haven't seen that poltergeist film uh well others are i probably have but forgot about it i only know about the first poltergeist really i others think i've seen it depicted honestly, randall i don't Flag. remember it others thought it depicted randall Flagg, the subject album's title track and antagonist of the stephen king novel the stand uh drummer charlie benante who conceived the concept for the cover explained it was just how much about evil there is amongst us i just wanted to sh- Show same type of person on the cover, the same type of people, and then the one person was sticking out, kind of giving you a wave like hi. In 1988, Pratigam was the cover artist following Anthrax album, Anthrax album of State of Euphoria. Um, yeah, it, it's an iconic album cover. I, I just, know. I just like, I, I, it stood out to me. As Everyone like, else looking down, and then you have this one. Uh, yeah, like Quaker Priest guy, you know. Yeah, I thought it was even cool.
1: in the middle. Out of all um, four album covers tonight, um, it's the one that stood out to me the most.
0: Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, but yeah, love this album. I picked it because it's fun. It's got a lot of punk in it, and it's um, just a great Anthrax album. And I, like I said earlier. Yeah, I could have picked Metallica, but everybody knows Metallica. That would be no fun. Yeah. (laughs)
2: And
0: I hate to say that. Uh, Well, I don't even hate to say it. Everyone knows Metallica. I want to talk about bands that maybe not everyone knows about. Um, And Anthrax, (laughs) I think out of all, I think Anthrax is often kind of, unless you're a metalhead, they're kind of underlooked. Like I think most people know about Metallica, Megadeth, and even Slayer, just from the t-shirts. But anthrax,
1: only yeah. the true
0: metalheads love and know anthrax. I mean, on,
1: honestly, as someone who's not a metalhead, if you were to just say the name, the word anthrax to me, my mind immediately you would goes think to of the, the, you know, the, the bacteria. <laughs> That's super deadly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> not to the band. Not to the band. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Uh, so, um, Eddie so, Kramer produced this album, who worked Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, and Kiss. Oh, cool. Um, the live sound that Kramer captured in Kiss' album Alive 1975 especially impressed Scott Ian and Benante when they were young. When Eddie said yes to us, it was a total head fuck, Scott Ian recalled. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. That's good. And Scott Ian, we all know Scott Ian. Even if you don't know Anthrax, you know Scott Ian. I mean, yeah, yeah, bald metal head with super long crazy goatee. You know Scott Ian. He's great. He seems like a nice guy. I, I, I would definitely have a beer of Scott Ian. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Um, oh yeah. But yeah. Um, but we we should move on to the last album.
0: Are we already sure. moving on, Colton? Are I we? we
1: I think we should. You think we should? It's uh, It's about
0: time. Oh, skeleton in the closet. That was one of my kind of
1: overlooked tracks. Really I, I, it like. I I didn't honestly I didn't note that one down, but I do remember that one. I thought that was cool. Um,
0: and I'm not gonna lie, I've listened to this album before, but uh, many times. But this is the. In the last couple of years, I've just listened. When I listen to Anthrax, I just listen to like my favorite Anthrax songs, not a particular album. I know that's so
1: bad. But, but um, a skeleton in the closet was one going- where uh, the uh, NFL. I wrote down like a uh, head, good old head-banging song, and then skeleton in the closet came on, and I'm just like, more good old ba- head <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, great stuff.
0: Love Anthrax, we we'll always love Anthrax. Um, yeah, listen to Among the Living. Anyways, to our last album, you know what it is, Megadeth. rust in peace. I have the T-shirt, and if anything, I would definitely get a tattoo of Vic Rattlehead holding the Cosmic Cube or whatever he's holding. I I, I don't know all the Megadeth Vic Rattlehead lore. Yeah, uh, that's their mascot, by the way. Um, it's
1: cool. I like a no evil, see so no evil, uh, has speak no evil. Good mascot.
0: Yeah, and apparently the new album is like his origin story. And there's gonna be another album continuing his origin story. Huh. Um Yeah. There's a lot of lore in Megadeth. There's a with yeah. Vic Rattlehead and all that. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> and this album before we actually talk about the album, I think for me this is like one of the most iconic metal I Id- I love any metal band or any band, but especially metal bands that have a mascot. Yeah. And, (laughs) you know, you got Eddie from Iron Maiden. Yeah. But Vic Rattlehead is unique. And he's not just a skeleton. No, he's got the eye shut thing and the earpieces and the staples on his mouth. It's really kind of gross and weird to think about, but also just so cool. And it's Vic Rattlehead and Hangar 18 with an alien pod. There was a um, U.S. president's beyond him.
1: A rock climbing
0: gym. I think that's H.W. Bush
1: on the right. There was a rock climbing gym when I was growing up that I would go to that was called Hangar 18. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: And so earlier I said that one of my albums was on the the book that we were talking about this one is also on the top 1001 albums you must hear before you die um since its release rest and peace has been named as one of the best thrash metal records of all time um and it just is it just is and yeah i'm not breaking new ground here i'm not like blowing everyone's minds by saying yeah Th- Rust and peace is amazing uh and and honestly it's Megadev's. I think their best uh, lineup. I like Nico. He's good. He's really good. I, I, Dave Mustaine always makes sure they get a talented, extremely talented lead guitarist. But yeah, Dave Mustaine, of course, da- David Ellipson on bass, which, man, he was great. He was great on bass, and he was with Megadeth for a long time. I'm not going to get into the controversy too much, mm-hmm. but Dave Mustaine let him go. Ah, uh, you guys can look into it, but uh, he was great as a basis. And then Marty Freeman on lead lead guitar, man. I mean, and Nick Menz on drums. And if you watch their live performance, nineteen ninety two, I believe, in Italy, they play a lot of songs from Rest in Peace. Nice, cute. Just watch that performance. You're like, yeah, this is one of the most killer lineups in, in metal. Um, just so on point. And Nick Menza's just killing it on the drums, on really hard songs. And this album, I think, is a great example of... Ha- so, we start out with Dead Kennedys and Black Flag, and then in the early 80s, 1980, yeah. 81. Then we go to Among the Living... 87 later, but it still has a lot of punk riffing, and you know, it's not super duper fast or overly technical, it's you know, it's just a perfect, you know, just am- amalgamation of those kind of things. But then you get into so, uh, before we get to Rust and Peace in this whole timeline, uh, yeah, you have Killing Business and Business is Good 1985, then you have Peace Sells Who's Buying, which I was extremely close to doing because. Some people think that's still their best album. So, yeah. so far, so good. So, what 1988, which is a great album song wise, but the production, the original um production was just horrible. Um, but then, rest in peace, the magnum opus a day Mustaine. Yeah, um, not that they haven't had other killer albums afterwards. Uh, and you know, we could argue. Me and the Megadeth guys could argue all day, but most 99% of Megadeth fans, you have the occasional guy that says, so far goes so far so good, so what is their favorite? But <laughs> I but agree that Rest in Peace is the best Megadeth album. And like I said earlier, not only the best Megadeth album, but one of, if not the best, thrash metal albums of all time. Mm-hmm. It's just the part and it takes it to that next level of technicality. And a lot of people cite this as, you know, groundbreaking, as the start of prog metal and speed metal. And I would agree, but it's still a thrash metal album at its core. And. God, like every once in a while, <laughs> every once in a while, you, you, you listen to one of those albums. We're front to back. There's not one song you want to skip.
1: The whole album is just a complete piece. Yeah,
2: and I, I rest think, in
1: peace. I think this album. Um, I mean, there's some standout songs, but my experience there's listening definitely listening the to standouts. It, it, my experience listening to it was that it works best as a whole.
0: Well, no. yes. I'm not saying, yeah. you know, you have to listen to the whole thing front to back, but it's so rewarding if you do. Yeah, that, and, that's that's um, what I
1: mean. I'm like, I'm it's I, I could tell I, I like this album. I mean, I think it's I like this more than Anthrax. Um, And I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't like some of these songs as much out of context of the rest of and the see album. what's funny.
0: I expected you to like Anthrax more because it's a bit slower, more riff heavy, a little bit more. Yeah, I did like Anthrax,
1: but I mean, I so, so I'm, I wrote down some, a few songs here that stood out to me and just my immediate thoughts about these songs. Uh, Not super critical, not super in depth, but um, uh, Holy Wars, I thought was a perfect song to start with. Um, yeah. yeah another uh, just it
0: amazing it just introduction turns, to this album
1: it just turns it up to 11 and sets the standard of this whole album is turned up to 11 you well know? yeah holy
0: wars the punishment dude like immediately just straight into like complicated riffs yeah. fast hard but, but, then, but then but then it, then it, it takes has a break a cool and it break? goes into a acoustic yeah.
1: yeah yeah it has um that cool like, like sitar your... sounding yeah uh, although I know it's not a sitar, but sitar sounding little break there and then back into some heavy shit. That was super cool. Um, some standout songs that nice. take no prisoners was really cool. Um, Poison was the cure. I really liked uh, Lucretia, one, yeah. I just wrote uh, jazz is my note on that. I, um,
0: uh, okay. So I recently <laughs> learned Lucretia basically front to back the whole song, all the rhythm parts, all the, nice. intro, you know, every, and there's one part that's still tripping me up. Uh, it's especially if you play along with the la- live version because they play it even faster, oh, but wow, yeah. yeah, Lucretia is maybe my favorite just because it's just so interesting. The composition, uh, like it starts out on these actually like major triads. And then it goes into this crazy fucking riff. One of their best riffs. Just jazzy. Yeah. You know, just very interesting to listen to the composition. And then it just, after it goes into that riff, then it goes into this just heavy vamp. That sounds a little bit more classic. Um, I
1: I like that one a lot. Um, Hangar
0: 18, which is more of a drawn out kind of sustained guitar intro, but it has like 11 different solos of Marty Freeman and Mustaine. Hangar 18, I thought worked as
1: a really good, like, without toning down the level of energy kind of as a way to go. notes a little, but, but it kind of served as a way to go from Holy Wars, the, the first song into Take No Prisoners. Um, I thought, I thought this whole album had a really good flow to it. Yes. So like one example is so, you know, even look at the tracks. So it's turned up to 11 the the whole time, but then you get towards the end of the album, you get Dawn Patrol, which is this and which is here's, here's my exact notes that I'm, I'm just going to read it word for word. Okay. Okay. Was spooky. Vocals remind me a bit of Bowie. (laughs) but spookier. Well, and
0: Mustaine's Um, Mustaine's never been known for being a great uh, vocalist. He has that kind of Donald Duck uh, uh, vibe to him, right? But what I love about Dave Mustaine and why I like Megadeth more than Metallica, you can fight me, you Metallica fans. I don't care. Uh, I'm glad Megadeth. I'm glad Dave Mustaine was kicked out, though. I'm never going to be one of those guys like, oh, they should have never kicked him out. I'm glad they did because we got Megadeth. Yeah. If, if he wasn't kicked out, we wouldn't have Megadeth. We would have Dave Mustaine being held back by Lars. Um, and we don't <laughs> want that. Um, no. But Dave Mustaine has shown that he, he, he does have some chops every once in a while singing, not necessarily in this album. Um, I would say some of his standout, like vocal tracks would come from different albums. It, like so far, so good. So what in my darkest hour, which is, my favorite ballad of theirs, and that you should definitely listen to it. And um, uh, lemon and uh Euthanasia, which would come out a mm-hmm. few years after this one, after Symphony of Destruction. But um, this album, as a guitar player, as a guy that's been in the music theory, as a musician, this album is just a complete, just yeah. experience, just mind blowing. And and I I understand, and it, it makes total sense why metallica at this time released the black album like a year later after this album came out and obviously became super huge and popular because they simplified it they made it radio friendly and there's nothing wrong with more you know simple riffs and um more catchy things but because i think a lot of notes intimidates people and yeah. it makes it not as easy to kind of jam to you know but as a musician rust and peace is just perfect for me and it's the, just uh
1: i want um, to i want to uh mention the other song that i kind of took note of in this was the uh rust and peace polaris the final song like a uh, my my specific note lyrics are pretty gnarly thing that listen. i wrote down for here was um, discharge my payload uh my lizard <laughs> brain likes a good drum intro oh that drum intro is just fucking uh, amazing man yeah like uh but I, I also thought there were and this is something i noticed through uh a, a few of the songs of the album but it kind of i i wrote it down here um they do a good job at harmonizing the vocals with the guitar mm-hmm. at multiple yeah. points in this album, which I really appreciate that. Um, um, This song also I thought was the most punk sounding to me. Okay, because, which one? I'm uh, Polaris. Because, not because of the instrumentation, but because of the vocals. Because he goes into parts in it several, a couple times in this song where he kind of, like... Not singing at all, he's kind of just yelling. Which, oh, yeah, I know way, exactly what you're talking about. The way I'm like, dropping, you know, all that, yeah. Kind of stuff. And the way um, that they did that, I mean, that's something that, in my off the top of my head, I'm like, this is something Dropkick Murphy's would do in one of their songs, right? You know, and, um, and so another just, stand up just for me. from like the song as a whole didn't remind me of a punk song, but like just that little bit there from me as someone who comes from more of a punk background. I was, I no, heard definitely. that and I went, that's um, something that punk bands do, you know? And I, I, I thought it was uh, cool.
0: Tornado souls is another standout of course, maybe mm-hmm. one of the
1: most complex ones here. I did. Um, I didn't write down any notes on that one, but I, I, I noted it as a cool song. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Um, But I think
0: Lucretia, I, I think, not just because it's one of my favorites, because it has one of the most interesting riffs uh, in metal, uh, but um, that song is a great example of Marty Freeman's and Dave Mustaine's styles. Because the first solo is Marty Freeman and it's more melodic. It's not, and I, I think there's great restraint here too. Like, yep. yeah, there's pick sweeping here and there, but it, it's not. Done. I think they show restraint with these solos. They're done to fit the song and be melodic. I think a lot of and a lot of bands nowadays, a lot of the lead guitarists will compose their well, they won't compose their solo, they'll just shred and play as fast as they can. But does it really sound good or fit with the song? Yeah, no. But this you get shredding and fast, complicated playing, but like Lucretia, you get this. I'm a firm nice, believer like that. Wait, 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 Colton. Yeah, no. Lucretia you get this um, nice melodic solo at the beginning with Marty Freeman. And it does, you know, it does some sweeps here and there and some fast stuff, but it's, you know, it's interesting. It has an interesting it can kind of uh, beginning, middle and end. And then
1: mm-hmm.
0: it they bust back into the intro, uh, or not the intro riff, but the main verse riff yeah and then it's dave mustaine's solo and dave mustaine as an early beginning of thrash metal guy has a lot more kind of raw energy and like uh anger in his solo it's not as um now it's not just like playing fast for the sega playing fast but it's it's just a great kind of Distinction, like you get the melodic I, solo. I'll tell you, you one thing: a, I just, just love just a screeching, like just you know, it's, it's one thing I ripping, love,
1: just ripping solo. And it's 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 what you're saying here. It's I just love any band that has two guitarists, and they both take solos when you can that, distinctly yeah. tell who's soloing yeah and it's, you know it's so satisfying i mean i mean a side thing different album but um the rolling stones um their live album course. get your yaya's out live at madison, yeah, madison yeah, yeah. square garden in their track in their live recording and sympathy for the devil the guitar solo is a kind of a back and forth between mick taylor and keith richards and you can tell who's playing when they're playing and it's the best version of that song well and even if you don't and it's just because you can feel that energy between the two guitarists and there's a distinction between them and it's interesting to listen to and i think you can hear that in this album too that same type of energy yeah I mean you
0: can hear that on all these songs but I think Lucretia is one of the easiest ones to notice it because it only has two solos and one is played by each uh Dave Mustaine Marty Freeman and yeah Marty Freeman's a virtuoso and I do think he's better than Dave Mustaine uh, but um that's not the point here what's interesting is you're getting these different styles and also Dave Mustaine can shred leads and um Played f- so fast that it pissed Lars off because if you listen to um, the four horsemen Metallica, that mm-hmm. song was written by Dave Stain. Oh, the, yeah. ri- the guitar parts at least, and then go listen to mechanics, which is pretty much the same exact thing because he, he, he wrote it. He has the rights to it, um, but way faster. Way faster, way, <laughs> yeah. way fast. And I don't think just playing faster is a good thing. And, uh, but this album, I think it's the perfect example of showing off and playing fast, but still being interesting and fun to listen to. And it's, yeah. um,
1: I mean, for me, it's just like the peak it's metal. You see a lot of metal guitarists where they just try to play as fast and shred as much as they can, and they're clearly in, influenced by stuff like this, but it's like they're, it doesn't missing have the, the... they're missing the point. It doesn't have the composition
0: or the heart. Yeah. or The, the you point care is, that is not is, you to know... play
1: as fast as you can. The point is that playing fast can help you add some interesting elements to the solo. Yeah. You know, but you're simply just playing fast as impressive as that is, is not interesting by itself. Yeah. And no, exactly. uh, There's not a single solo in this album. I thought that wasn't interesting to listen to. I thought they were all, none
0: of it felt condescending. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Like none of it felt, Elitist it just felt
0: perfect
1: it was for very exactly it's it, a very it genuine. genuine album i mean i I think exactly. that's exactly I mean that's that I think that's every album on this episode tonight is just that it's they're all very genuine none none of these guys yeah. none of these bands were trying to none of them were trying to be a genre none of them were trying to um well I mean <laughs> Anthrax and Megadeth know they're thrash metal bands. Yeah, but but they're, but they're not. They're not, not me- like Metallica. They going don't care out of about. their way just to like they're not stopping what they're doing. Going, oh wait, was that thrash metal enough? Right. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no. They they are um, thrash metal, but I don't get the impression that they were writing these songs with the intention of being thrash metal. They just are thrash metal. So a little bit of uh, trivia here.
0: So obviously, this album features multiple lyrical themes: religion, politics, and warfare, like holy wars, mm-hmm. as well as the fight against drugs and alcohol addiction, UFO conspiracy theories, singer eighteen, and even Marvel Comics character Punisher. And I think that's in holy wars. Punch me, do. Oh, nice! They <laughs> killed my wife and my baby with hopes and slay me. First mistake. I,
1: hell yeah, mistake. I did not catch that. Um, that's cool. <laughs>
0: uh. Holy Wars Punishment Due, Uh found its inspiration derived from the Northern Ireland uh, conflict oh. in which the largely Catholic nationalist community were in conflict with the Protestant loyalist loyalist community in Northern Ireland. Yep. Um, apparently, yeah, Mistane has said at a show in Anthrum, uh Northern Ireland, he discovered bootlegged Megadeth's T-shirts were on sale. He was dissuaded from taking action to have them removed on the basis that were part of funding uh, raising activities for the cause, explained as something to bring equality to Catholics and Protestants in the region. Like an as the cause sounded was explained for him, Mustaine dedicated the performance of Anarchy in the UK to it causing the audience to riot. The band were forced mm-hmm. to travel on the bulletproof bus after the show. The incident, along with Marvel's Punisher, inspired Mustaine to write the song. And cool. yeah, Anarchy in UK, they covered it. And so far go so, so good. So what? Um, and
1: yeah, and that's a good cover. For in that Megadeth, cover.
0: like I told you, Dave Mustaine is especially at that time because punks and metal guys did not get along. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that time to cover a punk song on a thrash metal album, the yeah. balls that that took and, you know, giving
1: respect to uh, the obvious inspiration like we've been I mean, talking I th- about this. I whole, think uh, I think and we we've we've hinted at it. You know, there's inspirations back and forth between punk and metal. Um but metal and punk guys often historically don't agree on things. Um but well, I, 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 th- I punk... think the I think the important way the, where where I look at this is that punk is it's... more
0: about the emotion, the message and just kind of get in that sound out there, right?
1: I wouldn't say but metal, metal about that though. It just handles it a different way though.
0: Well, metal is leans obviously more towards the composition and the musical elements, but, but so. uh, not I mean, uh, you
1: could argue though, that the, through the composition, that's how they're portraying their message though. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um. And, I, and, I think, and, I think that interesting, something I wanted to, to say. Oh yeah, you go ahead.
0: No, but, but we were talking about the whole punk and metal thing a couple days ago. And something I want to mention. So just because something is, and obviously Rust and peace is the most technical album out of all of these. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's one of the most technical thrash albums. And that is about as technical as I like to listen to. Um, it's just like we said earlier, it's just, it has purpose. It's just the perfect negative sound lineup, yeah. et cetera. But just because something's more technical and has more notes and it's played fast and has tons of solos doesn't mean it's any better than something like Dead Kennedy's or Black Flag where maybe they just play the same por- chord progression. It I think what's so important is the purpose, the intention, mm-hmm. and does this song work in this particular album and does the song work for what it is? Yeah. Um uh- yeah. You could write something super simple
1: that people aren't into. Yeah. And, you and could write I, something I think
0: super technical that people like more and vice yeah. versa. You
1: know, and, it, I, I think a, a kind of an interesting, and, it's kind of occurred to me in the, in the last day or so of a way to think about it is what's interesting about looking at both metal and punk from the same era. I mean, we, we, these albums all came out within a decade of each other. Um, uh, that you, you know, have, like two, I said, you have two genres of music that, yeah, they pull influence from each other, but at the end of the day, what's happening here is that you had two genres of rock that were kind of evolving at the same time. And they just went in different directions. And they went in different
0: directions. But <laughs> but they have very sim- similar purpose yeah. and And you intentions. can see
1: similar influences. You can see similar things going on. They just had different approaches to it exactly um and, and it's kind of it's kind of just interesting to think about these genre punk and metal in these ways of like they're they co-evolved as genres exactly yeah um and it's um i think it kind of makes it more interesting to to appreciate both genres together that way now i can de- i can easily say this um uh,
0: Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables and Damage are definitely albums that are going to be going back to you. Great album. Out of the albums Absolutely. I presented to you, wh- yeah. which is the album that you're like, I'm going to listen to this
1: album again? Probably Rest in time. Peace. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean, I will probably go back to Anthrax as well, but um, I thought that... And so, I mean, I'm not a metal guy, but that does not mean I don't appreciate metal. I just didn't grow up around it. Yeah. It's not my background. Yeah. Um uh and I thought Rust in Peace was a very interesting complex album that was
0: it's it's one well, five of Five those... Magics. I forgot I forgot to mention five magics. Oh yeah. <laughs> Give me alchemy, thermatology electricity i love it it, it's the perfect like blend of nerdiness and uh epicness (laughs) and uh heaviness i love five magics it's one of my favorite songs on the album but it's so hard for me to pick my favorite song on this album because they all have their own distinct um you know kind of message and uh style like you know Take No Prisoners is just a heavy metal song, but then mm. Five Magics gets a bit into that kind of nerdy wizard stuff that metal often goes to. Yeah, Poison. I appreciate cure, that metal a...
1: gets really nerdy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, punk doesn't Poison typically a... do that. No, it doesn't. I it doesn't. I feel like here's here's a weird. You don't thing hear punk songs think... about wizards
0: and dragons.
1: Yeah, I I think um, um musically, metal musicians take themselves a lot more seriously. But thematically, punk musicians take themselves a lot more seriously.
0: I know I think that's a good distinction.
1: So musically, metal's
0: taken more seriously, but thematically, yeah. Well, punk is more about the message. Metal, you'll write just a cool song and sing about dragons and sex and wizards and yeah. you know. And you know what? That's it cool. like that. Why not? <laughs> uh uh but like uh Poison of Secure is basically just a prog metal song, Lucretia also, you know, to the extent. Um uh, Tornado's Soul is just this fast frenetic thing. Uh Dawn Patrol, you get this bass break. Rust and Peace, I think, is more closely related to like Holy Wars, uh, but they all have their own different yeah. flavor,
1: but they all fit so well together. Oh, it's and- from front to back, it's a it's a really well put together album, well really well thought out. Yeah. And honestly,
0: I I didn't know what to expect from you on, you know, your opinions on this album, you know, but I would have expected anyways, if you said, Oh, this didn't really do it for me. I, you know, I'd just be like, Oh, well, I thought it was why, fantastic. But,
1: I, I, um I enjoyed it from, from front to end,
0: but it is just, even if you are not into metal, you've never listened to metal. Listen to, re- if you, if you're just into good interesting cool music listen to rest in peace okay oh yeah Um, i i think you're gonna be really happy with it and um i uh want to get a rest in peace tattoo now
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Vic rattlehead anyway i think that's i think this has been a a good episode. We'll get all of these albums listed in the description as usual. Of course. And you will check out our Instagram. Right. To update see the
0: the playlist. I will. But, I'm going to go through our Instagram. Yeah. Look at the albums we talked about and include songs from those. Sweet. I'm
1: going to do that. Uh And I know and we're we'll bad about the updating the playlist, but we'll, we'll, we'll try <laughs> just, Bear with us. Well, you know Before what? We're not I, I, perfect. You
0: know what I try to do? I try to make the songs, like, flow into each other well. I- I'm not even going to worry about that now. It can be hard with our playlist When
1: you're going from <laughs> Elton John into Megadeth. <laughs> uh, in the ELO. Uh, uh, but uh, you know what? And Weezer.
0: <laughs> but you know what I'm going to do? I- I'm just going to put in. You send me what you think are, like, the exemplary songs out of... Um, Black Flag and uh, Dead Kennedys, mm-hmm. and then, and we can discuss. But and then I'll put what I think is the like peak songs from Among the Living and Rest in Peace, and yeah. we'll, we'll include that in the the playlist. So
1: we'll we'll um, try to get that updated. But um, It'd be pretty. You safe. know, link tree in the description. Yada yada yada. You know the deal. I really like the spirit man. Um, oh uh, yeah, I'll have to try that someday. We we do sell it at my shop. Uh, Yeah. Check out our
0: link tree. Check out our, uh, Instagram at AudrinkPod. Give us a rating or review. That would be appreciated and download. That would also be appreciated, but I really care about the ratings and reviews and, you know, stay tuned for our morning show and for everything else we have in the future. And you know, if you've been, if you've been listening to us for a little while or a long time, you know that we cover all kinds of topics, We're not just a music podcast. We're not just a movie podcast, even though it seems that way sometimes because we get lazy. Um, But we're trying not to be lazy anymore. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) But if you look at our catalog, I'm sure there's something there uh, that you're into that we've talked about.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And maybe you'll listen to it and you'll be like, they are idiots. They don't know about it. They, they, they they're disrespecting the thing I like. Like, I can't believe they talked about their own dreams and not my (laughs) dreams. How dare they? Um, (laughs) If you're thinking that way, I would like you to get some better help with our new sponsor. No, I wish. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Better helps. One of the sponsors I hear on a lot of podcasts now. I hear Although, that too. Yeah. Uh, I will say uh, Weekly Planet, they just don't do ads anymore, which is I pre- great. I appreciate it. Uh, because that, yeah. they have their own Patreon now with Big Sandwich, and um, they don't need to do ads anymore. And yeah. 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 Listen to Weekly Planet. They're I'll fun. plug them, even they not don't, they don't need it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> anyway. But anyways, anyway. The, yeah.
0: <laughs> we will see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of album reviews. Definitely listen to all these albums Fresh Fruit, Rotting Vegetables, Dead Kennedys, Damaged Black Flag, Among the Living, Anthrax, and of course, Rest in Peace, Megadeth. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, Good lineup of albums, I'd say.
0: Great lineup. Yeah. yeah. It, it might be our favorite albums reviews i've done in a while just
1: uh, yeah just i mean of, we always have a good lineup but this is a this is a very good lineup
0: <laughs> and yeah definitely uh, expect another album review in the future i i like the idea of doing a theme for these we've done this on the last yeah. couple and yeah theme. We'll, we'll we'll discuss I, I, more you about what's that something, yeah you know it's something i want to do what colton the female vocalists and female Ooh, yeah. artists and bands. They I think totally we've been uh very male centric with our album reviews. <laughs> uh, we have been
1: not intentionally. I mean, but you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to come across it, <laughs> but uh, um, I immediately off the top of my head, have a couple albums off that topic that I could oh, talk about. There's, there's <laughs> a
0: couple like th- there's a few like Blondie and Paramore and fucking, uh heart and uh
1: interrupters oh what, what's it
0: uh, yeah i mean there's a, there's really a lot good. of bands that i've been wanting to talk about yeah so maybe we'll hit one of those next time but for the next episode it can be anything get ready for it
1: you gotta stay tuned yeah, yeah, you gotta stay tuned And stay
0: tuned for our morning show Morning Oddities with Jackson and Colton Yeah And Yeah, just stay tuned And you'll surely get something That uh, Tickles your fancy <laughs> we'll, yeah.
1: leave um, we'll leave it at that
0: We'll leave it at that I By the way, I, I'm not even looking at you Colton Right now, I don't even know your reactions right now Which is really good I kind of like this format of talking to each other, but I'm looking at a web page, so I don't know your reaction. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. So I'll, just, I'll just say anything.
0: I'll do <laughs> anything, Colton.
1: <laughs> Whatever tickles your fancy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways,
0: we will be back next week for a ripping episode. This is not a test. I repeat, this is not a test.
2: The Odd Drunk Podcast recommends you follow their Instagram and join their Facebook group for more fun content. To visit all of our current streaming and social media platforms, visit the link tree in the description. If you enjoy the show, we would be appreciated if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The Odd Drunk Podcast would like to remind you to drink responsibly and not to drink and drive. Okay Colton you can roll the outro now.